Happy Sabbath. Oh, that's where it's going to be. That'll be fine. Hope you all had a good week. Certainly been a very interesting one. Uh, well, we'll pray, pray, first pray to the Lord. Dear Lord, we pray for guidance with your holy word. And these things that happened so many years ago. In your love we pray this in Jesus' precious saving name. Amen. Well, it was obviously going to be a sermon about the birth of Jesus. But I think it was Mavis floated the thought to me last Sabbath. I uh, want to add in there that something about the hymn, Silent Night. And I thought, that sounds like a great idea. So, here we are. Let's get this rolling. this works good start right I guess we can take things back to the book of Revelation uh, chapter 12 we find out in verses 7 to 9 and war broke out in heaven Michael and his angels fought against the dragon the dragon and his angels fought back but they were defeated and there was no longer any place for them in heaven the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. Satan then decided to make this newly created earth home for his rebel confederation. But to do this, he had to get Adam and Eve to join his side. This had to be done carefully as our two parents had been warned about the enemy and told to be on their guard. Unfortunately, Satan was successful. He used the serpent to deceive Eve into eating the forbidden fruit, and from there, things went rapidly downhill. With the fall of Adam and Eve, they were sent from Eden, and death entered the world. Was there any hope of humanity regaining our Eden home. As fallen human beings, we could no longer be in the presence of God or the heavenly beings he had created. But we were given hope. We, we were given the promise of a deliverer who would one day come. We find in Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, Cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. It seemed to be a rather strange promise, but as the years went by, more information was given. We find in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, and verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. <coughs> and further, more information from the book of Micah, uh, chapter 5, verse 2. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephratah, 
who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Now, by the time of Jesus, God's people were waiting for and expecting the coming of a deliverer, the Messiah, the Christ. Now, we know this. We know this is so, for it has been written, and we find this recollection made in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 6. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking... Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Well, let's see how this unfolded. We find this recorded uh, further in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, looking at verses 18 to 24. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David... Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfil what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. And we continue on with the story in the book of Luke, chapter 2, reading from verse 1. Luke 2, verse 1. In those days... A decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. 
continue on <coughs> from verse 8. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favours. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. It's a wonderful story. The Saviour had come. And we sing hymns to this. Joy to the world, the Lord has come, let earth receive her king. These are the opening lines to a hymn celebrating the birth of Jesus. But there have been many hymns and songs written about Jesus. One of the most interesting stories is about a hymn that was nearly forgotten, at least depending which version you read. This hymn was called Silent Night, Holy Night. And there were two people involved in this song. Joseph Moore, sometimes spelled Joseph. Uh, okay. So I've got his birth and death ages there. 1792 to 1848 was an Austrian Roman Catholic priest and writer who wrote the words to the Christmas carol, Silent Night. And Franz Gruber, uh, 1787 to 1863, was an Austrian primary school teacher, church organist and composer in the village of Arnsdorf, who was best known for composing the music to Still Nacht, which translates to Silent Night. Now a little bit about Joseph Moore. Moore was born in Salzburg on 11 December 1792 to an unmarried embroiderer Anna Scheubrin, I'm not sure how you pronounce these, and Franz Moore, a mercenary soldier and deserter who abandoned Joseph's mother before the birth. The ancestors on his father's side came from the town of Mariathar in the mountainous Lungor region south of, south of Salzburg. I think I got that one right, Salzburg. While his mother's family was from the salt mining city of Halling, at his baptism shortly after birth, the godfather was recorded as Joseph Wolmuth, the last official executioner of Salzburg, who did not personally attend but had himself presented, represented by one Francisca Zarkin. As the parents were unmarried, Joseph received the name of his godfather according to custom. Now, Joanne Hernley, 
Vicar and leader of music at Salzburg Cathedral enabled Moore to have an education and encouraged him in music. As a boy, Moore would serve simultaneously as a singer and violinist in the choirs of the University Church and at the Benedictine Monastery Church of St. Peter. From 1808 to 1810, Moore studied at the Benedictine Monastery of Bremsmunster in the province of Upper Austria. He then returned to Salzburg to attend the Lyceum School and in 1811 he entered the seminary. Since he was of illegitimate birth, a special dispensation was required in those days for him to attend seminary. On 20, 21 August 1815, Moore graduated and was ordained as a priest. Ah, that's interesting. He graduated in 1815. Rem remember that year. In the autumn of 1815, Moore was asked to provide temporary help in the village of Ramsor near Berktesgarden. That's as good as I'm going to get that one. Berktesgarden. Moore then served as assistant priest in Mariafar. Uh, it was during this time in 1816, remember, he just graduated in... Uh, 1815, it was 1816, the next year, that he penned the words to Silent Night in Marietfar. Poor health forced him to return to Salzburg in the summer of 1817. After a short recuperation, he began serving as, as an assistant priest at St Nicholas in Urbendorf, where he made the acquaintance of Franz Gruber, schoolteacher in neighbouring Arnsdorf. Moore's final resting place is in the tiny Alpine, 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 easy one, Alpine ski resort of Wargrain, where he died in 1848. The Joseph Moore School stands as a fitting memorial and close to the grave of the man who wrote the words heard around the world. The village school is named after him and his grave has been kept in a place of honour in the nearby churchyard cemetery. An outdoor exhibit detailing the life of Joseph Moore is situated on the walkway between the church and the parish house where he once lived in 2006. The town's Wogel, interesting name, Wogel, Wogel Museum set up a permanent exhibit, Joseph Moore, vicar of Wagrain. Okay, let's read a little bit about his friend, Franz Gruber. 1787 to 1863 was an Austrian primary school teacher, church organist and composer in the village of Arnsdorf, who was best known for composing the music to Still Nacht, which is Silent Night. Gruber was born on 25 November 1787 in the village of Hochberg, Upper Austria, the son of linen weavers, Joseph and Maria Gruber. His given name was recorded in the baptismal record as Conrad Xavier, but this was later changed to Franz Xavier. The Hochberger school teacher Andreas Peter Lechner gave him music lessons. Right, we're getting through this. Gruber worked as a weaver until the age of 18, then trained to become a school teacher. He completed his music education studying with the church organist of 
Berghausen, George Hartdobler. Okay, so that's that's his name. George Hartdobler was the church organist of Berghausen, right? Okay, that makes sense. In 1807, Gruber became a school teacher in Arnsdorf. He also became the church caretaker and organist. In 1808, he married a widow, Maria Elizabeth. That's a long name, that one. Let's go with Maria Engelsberger. They had two children, both of whom died young. Well, that's pretty sad. After the death of his first wife in 1825, Gruber married a former student, Maria Breitfuss. They had ten children, four of whom survived to adulthood. In 1829, Gruber moved to Berndorf and in later years to Halleen, Salzburg, where he was named choir director, singer and organist. And so we come to Still Night, uh, Silent Night, Still Night, Silent Night. On a cold Christmas Eve in 1818, Moore walked the three kilometres from his home in Oberndorf uh, to visit his friend Franz Gruber in the neighbouring town of Arnsdorf. Moore brought with him a poem he had written some two years earlier. He needed a carol for the Christmas Eve midnight mass that was only a few hours away. He hoped his friend, a school teacher who also served as the choir's choir master and organist, could set his poem to music. Gruber composed the melody for Moore's Still Nacht in just a few hours. Together with Joseph Moore, a Catholic priest who wrote the original German lyrics, Gruber composed the music for the Christmas carol Silent Night. On Christmas Eve of 1818, Moore, an assistant pastor at St Nicholas, showed Gruber a six-stanza poem he had written in 1816. He asked Gruber to set the poem to music. The church organ had broken down, so Gruber produced a melody with guitar arrangement for the poem. The two men sang Still Nacht for the first time at Christmas Mass in St Nicholas Church, while Moore played guitar and the choir repeated the last two lines of each verse. For a long time, many thought that Silent Night was written by Haydn, Mozart or Beethoven. The song was sung at midnight, sung at midnight mass in a simple arrangement for guitar and choir. Various legends have sprung up over the years concerning the genesis of Silent Night, but the simplest and likeliest explanation seems to have been that Moore simply wanted an original song that he could play on his favourite instrument, the guitar. Within a few years, arrangements of the carol appeared in churches in the Salzburg Archdiocese and folk singers from the Zilla Valley were taking the composition on tours around Europe. And from there, it really, really moved. And there's a little comment I found somewhere here. The song heard round the world. In 1998, it was discovered that Joseph Moore was not born in the building once thought to be his birthplace at Nine Steingass in Salzburg. Research into the census records indicates that Moore and his mother resided at 31 Steingass. At the same time, the governor of Salzburg, Franz Schausberger, announced a new initiative to promote the cultural sites related to the carol and its composers. 
It seems that Austria has finally realised that their national treasure has a very special significance outside its birth nation and has become the song heard around the world. Perhaps, perhaps this is part of the miracle of Silent Night. The words flowed from the imagination of a modest curate. The music was composed by a musician who was not known outside his village. There was no celebrity to sing at its world premiere, yet its powerful message of heavenly peace has crossed all borders and language barriers, conquering the hearts of people everywhere. Basically, it's a beautiful hymn. Now, I want to try something new. I've never done this before. Let's see if this works. You'll probably have to click on that at the back there. I'm going to see if this does work. I did this at home. If it's in, uh, is it PowerPoint or something? Yeah, that's doing something.
Definitely after that we should further worship the Lord by the singing of another beautiful hymn, Hark the Herald. Uh, definitely those that can stand, uh, if they can stand too. <laughs> 